<clears throat> wonderful Jesus, and he's truly wonderful. Hi, I'm Sister Marty, and today's broadcast is called, Is the Law Sin? Romans chapter 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law, for I would not have known covetousness unless the law has said, you shall not cover. In verse 4 of chapter 7, Paul tells the believers in Roman church that they died to the law through the crucified body of Christ so that they might belong to him and bear fruit for God. In dying to the law, Paul was not criticizing it or saying it had no value. He was just reminding them that in Christ Jesus, life would be much different and the legalism in the law would no longer rule over them. In verse seven, Paul tells, in verse five, Paul tells them that when we were living in the flesh, not our physical bodies, but our spiritually dead state, we were trapped in sinful passions. We were trapped in sinful passions, a fact that the law made known to us. And because we were in that state, we were separated from God and our sinful ways led to our being spiritually dead. When we read verse six, Paul reminds the Romans believers, that we have been released from the law and the penalty of the law to which we had been held captive so that we can now serve God in the newness of the spirit. But this is only as a result of us being born again. Paul is warming up to his subject. He is getting ready to make a point and in doing so, he is laying the groundwork. Since he is probably talking to Jewish converts because he mentioned that they knew the law, he is using what, that which they already understood to help them to understand something that was vitally important, their freedom in Christ Jesus. Looking at our key text, Paul asked the question, is the law sin? Then he answers it by stating, certainly not. The Bible has much to say about the laws given to the children of Israel. There are dietary laws, worship laws, laws for holy days, laws for sacrifices, laws about our relationships, and laws for offerings, to name a few. Within these many types of laws are, law, are, laws, are laws that tell us what is pleasing to God and what is not pleasing to God. However, as the children of Israel moved farther and farther away from the lawgiver, the law became a burden to bear. For without the law, Paul declares, we would know sin. Paul goes on to tell the Roman believers that without the law, we wouldn't know what sin is. In the law, we learn converting, we learn coveting was sin. Because the law told us not to covet that which belongs to another. In the law, we learn that we are not to lie, not to steal, or not to commit murder because it is sin. And therefore, when we do these things, we sin. The law taught us this. However, Paul states that sin found an opportunity to make itself known by stirring up every sinful desire that the law spoke against. Before the law was given, they didn't even know or recognize sin because it was dead to us. But once we understood the law, we died to it because it became alive in us. 
This should not be so hard for any of us to understand. As our parents raised us and gave us the rules of the house, it was easy to get an attitude about the rules we didn't want to follow. Those rules we rebelled against became a yoke to us, causing uh, even the most reasonable of rules to be difficult for us to follow. It wasn't always the rule that was wrong, but our attitude in having to follow the rules. Not only that, those were the rules we became intent on breaking. I remember when I was in college, I saw a sign that said, no PDA in large, bold letters. Underneath those letters were smaller words describing what PDA included. At the time, I had not heard of the acronym PDA, so I walked over to read it. PDA stood for Public Display of Affection, and underneath that explanation were words like hugging, kissing, snuggling, etc. Immediately, I thought, who are they to tell us that we can't hug or kiss someone in public? Now, understand me clearly when I say I had no one to hug, kiss, or snuggle up with, but it made me want to find someone and show them that I could if I wanted to. Before this sign, I had no wish to publicly display my affections with anyone and wasn't sure that I would ever want to, but something, my flesh, felt like it was the very thing <clears throat> that it wanted to do. I get what Paul is saying. I even see it in our culture today. When an outcry against abortion is made, people decide they want to have an abortion. When there is an outcry against guns, people go buy guns. When there is an outcry against the LGBTQT community, more of them come out of the closet demanding more rights. Who are you, humanity or God, to tell us what we cannot do, they say. That's the law, revealing sin the consequences of sin, and therefore stirring up in humanity a fleshly rebellion against it. In verse 10, Paul again writes and says that the law, which intended to bring life, actually proved to bring us death. Still, in answering his question, is the law sin? Paul lets us know that the law is holy, righteous, and good, and that through the law, sin is revealed as sinful. Paul is making the point that he is not trying to say that the law is sinful because it is not, but that the law revealed that mankind by nature is sinful. Here's what the word says about the law. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. And in keeping them, there is great reward. Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11. 
Through the law, God established a system whereby his people were now made accountable of the things that they did or did not do. When they wronged another, it was sin. When they lied, it was sin. When they worked on the Sabbath, it was sin. When they worshiped another God, again, it was sin. Even today, before we can lead anyone to the cross for salvation, we have to help them to understand that their life prior to God was a life filled with sin. God himself declared that it was a life of sin, a life separated from him, and that if we died in this sin, we would live a Christless eternity. All of this that Paul is teaching would be a lesson or sermon taught to every new believer to help them to understand theologically how salvation is acquired. Paul is trying to help them to understand that the law that they want to hold on to with their salvation was what God used to lead them to salvation and that they no longer had to keep it. As a matter of fact, Salvation caused them to die to it, to the legalism of the law. There is so much in this chapter. I hope you're getting something out of it. Wonderful Jesus.